0: Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come before your presence with thanksgiving, with praise and exaltations, to the only true and living God. I bless you for your word that enlightens our dark path. your spirit and navigates us through the realities of the Spirit and of the kingdom of God. The mission of the Spirit of God has not changed. It is still the same. To bring glory to Jesus Christ in the earth. That every tongue confess, and every knee bow to the fact that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. And this is the chief ministry of the Spirit of God. And may we adopt that ministry into our spirit. Let it consume our consciousness. Let it become our zeal to glorify you and you alone. Misale Krana Shakira Pradaile. In our Rakondele shadi. Draw us closer bring us deeper yes even into the depths of god Hmm. i bless you lord thank you once again for the privilege to communicate your word to your people and let every hearer of god's word be ministered to by the spirit the glory of God. Amen. Hello, family. I trust that you are <coughs> good. <laughs> we still teaching on for 2023, which the Lord said would be a ye field with severe judgments and greater glory. You know, in, in Jesus' last prayer, in John chapter 17, he made such a profound statement and it had has had an impact throughout my Christian life. He said, let me read it for you. A remarkable scripture. He said in verse three, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. (coughs) Jesus, defined to us the essence of eternal life. And he said that eternal life is to know God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. This means this should be the pursuit of everyone who desires professes to possess eternal life that their goal in life should be to know god and jesus christ this is The definition of eternal life, knowing Him, <clears throat> walking with Him. And sadly, the state of the Church of God is perforated with idolatrous doctrine. Doctrine which glorifies men, vessels, servants, idolizes them, places them on pedestals that they wouldn't even dare put Jesus on, yet at the same time professing to love Jesus. The state is such that men have created doctrines of improvisation. Doctrines that do not emulate, resemble the doctrines of Jesus, the commandments of Jesus. When Jesus walked the earth The resounding person that he spoke about more than anybody on earth was his father, was God. He always sought to give glory to God. He always sought to bring honor to God. But not my generation. My generation puts men in the same stratus with God. And if you dare try and displace those men from those pedestals that they have placed, who unto you, you will feel the brunt of their wrath. Because my generation has forgotten what ministry and true ministry is about. And that is the ministry that is carried out through the person of the Holy Spirit. And that ministry, that chief ministry, is to glorify Jesus and Him alone. Him alone. And whatever medium, whoever He uses as a vessel of glorifying Him is besides the point what matters is not the instrument. What matters is the reality of the person of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that is what he said eternal life is. You're not going to go to heaven because of some men of God. You're not going to go to heaven because of some seventh, some specimen, instrument, vessel. You're gonna go there because Jesus died for you. And Him, and Him alone should be on the lips of all who profess His faith. Of all who stand up to say that He is Lord. His Lordship should override any questions, any doctrinal differences that exist within his body. Paul said that there were sects in Corinth because some said they were of Paul. Some said they were of Cephas. And Paul asked them one question. He said, did Cephas or Paul die for you? Cephas or Paul die for you. And we should always be careful that we do not allow idolatrous doctrine to entrench itself into our souls and spirits. That's so important especially in the times in which we live in, where men are chasing after men because of their gift, a gift which was given to them, a gift. Be careful, O people of God, that you do not in an attempt please God that you begin idolizing the gift. It is the gift giver that you should be glorifying and what is playing out and happening in the body of Christ today is no different than what the, the Gentiles and pagan nations did, as Paul describes them in Romans chapter 12, in, in, in Romans chapter two, when he said that, that they do not retain the knowledge of God in them. That they worship creation rather than the creator. And our goal is to ensure that our lives in its entirety pleases and glorifies the Creator. And that is the role in the ministry to which the Spirit of God had come to aid us with. In, In perpetually living in a way that glorifies Him. Jesus should be at the center of our messages, of our churches, of our households, of our lives. Him alone, he should never have to compete with a gift he has made. He should never have to compete with his servant. Him alone deserves the highest seat in our lives, in our hearts, in our churches, in our ministry. And not just as an act of, 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 of just rhetoric, but it should be something deeply ingrained into the fabric of who we are. And this is really one of the telling signs of the the presence, the working of the presence of the Spirit of God in a believer's life is the fact that their whole life is geared at glorifying the Master. At pleasing Him. I I am confident that if we would put Jesus back into our hearts, back into our teachings and preachings, back into our our churches, back, we would see greater manifestations of his glory than this world has ever seen. Because let me tell you, this world is hungry for the glory of God. The evil, the perversity that is ravishing this world can only indicate what is going on within the famished souls of civilization. They need a savior. And for a couple of years, the church of Jesus Christ has been a place of mockery. Just like what David did, we've opened doors. We've opened uh, uh, loopholes for for an occasion for the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme his name because of the gimmickry that has been going on in his church. But that is about to end because as we see the nearing of the coming of the Son of Man, we will see many of God's servants being punished for not representing Jesus as they should, for not sanctifying them, for not sanctifying him as They should, just like Moses did not sanctify him properly and rightly before his people and judgment came upon him. It didn't matter how powerful, how mighty he was. It didn't matter how much God used him before. What matters to God is how he's represented before his people, before his sheep. And there is a change of the God that we will see when we come into 2023. We will see punishments of all kinds take place to prominent men, prominent women that have disguised themselves as shepherds, but they are hirelings and wolves. And the Lord with his rod will whip them. He will whip them publicly for all to see. Yes, they will be brought to the sheep slaughter. Where the Lord himself will bring judgments upon them. Because we've been pushing people away from the presence of Jesus. To the images of men. of God this world is dark this world is evil this world will chew you alive if the presence of Jesus Christ is not the pursuit of your life the presence of Jesus Christ should be the pursuit of every child of god yes he said if you seek me with all the heart says you will find me you will find me how many of you can honestly say that throughout your life you've had seasons where you've hungered for nothing else for no teaching for no doctrine for no message but 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 Jesus and i i, I pray if you have not yet i pray you get to that p- place in your life where teaching alone is not satisfactory, where church service alone is not satisfactory, where you go beyond the norm, you go outside the comfort zone of your church, of your pastor's teachings, and seek the true and eternal one, where you lay all weights aside to seek him and him alone. Because he said, if you seek me, the problem is that you've been looking for man to interface the presence of Jesus. Where you have when you have every right. To access by, by the blood of Jesus Christ which has opened up a new and living way for us all. Where you have every right to enter into the corridors, into the place of his presence and find Him. That will mean that you will have to let go of lusts. You have to let go of this world and its desires and seek the presence of Jesus Christ. His, His manifestation in your life. Is He manifest in your life? Is His revelation in you the cornerstone, the bedrock of your Christian walk? Oh, you will know it. There will be no doubt about it. You will know it. When he is manifest in you, you will know it. Because only he, only he would consume the biggest places in your heart. he would consume your every living moment. You know, the Apostle Paul was a man of stature even without Jesus Christ. He had credentials. He was an honorable man. He was mighty before man. Until one fateful morning on his way on the road of Damascus, a light dropped him down like he was nothing. With all his credentials, with all his pomp, with all his name. And without even knowing who he was, he knew that whoever dropped me down was and is a Lord. And he said, who are you, Lord? And years later, while he was penning his epistle to to the Philippians, he was telling them, all his credentials and then he says, all this I have count as done. I count all this, all my accolades, all my accomplishments, all I counted as done. And I would lose it all for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Oh, where is a generation whose only concern is knowing Jesus? Where is a generation whose only focus is glorifying Jesus? Where is a generation that is not concerned about church politics, not concerned about accolades and titles and fame and pomp, but desires? To know him. To know him. To know him. It's easier. To follow a man. Than to seek Jesus. He said in John. Chapter 15. Abide in. And I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing what a statement without me have you reconciled your need for Jesus has it dawned on you how much you need him has it dawned on you How much of his presence you need in your life? Because mark my words, without Jesus, you cannot make it. You can make it without me, that's for sure. You can make it without without any other great person out there. But without Jesus, you can't. Your life will amount to nothing because only He fulfills the deepest yearnings of the soul. Only He fulfills, satisfies the deepest thirsts of the spirit of man. That's a void that's been left since the fall of man and only Jesus. He said to that woman, if you knew who asked you to give me a cup of water, you would have asked me to give you a drink For the water which I give, the water which I give will spring up into you as a well of living water. Problem is we still think we are something without Jesus because we don't see him. And because of our achievements and accomplishments and what we have are connections. If you want the certainty of making it in life, realize that without Jesus, you can do nothing. And we can even take that a step further. Without Jesus, You are nothing. No matter who tells you what or what you tell yourself, you are nothing and eternity will uncover that reality to you if you think that you can make it through this life without the presence of Jesus Christ. He says, abide in me. Abide in me. Living in the presence of Jesus. This is this goes beyond prayer moments. This goes beyond worship moments. No, it's a life. It's a life. But you've got to welcome. You've got to seek. And you've got to welcome him. He says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Whoever opens, I shall come and he shall dine with me. Because once he enters, that place becomes his. Have you become Jesus's position? Have you become Jesus property? Because if you have not yet become, he has not yet entered. In 2023 let the pursuit of his presence become our goal and become our exercise because that place is the safest and the best place we can be. Especially with all that is going on in the world, Jesus is our Goshen. Jesus is our Ark. Jesus is our preservation. Jesus is our safety. Jesus. is our home. He's our home. He's our home. You are our home, Lord. You are our dwelling place. And there are many have left home seeking the pleasures of life but oh when home calls when the desire for home beckons on the heart nothing else satisfies and oh dear Jesus Nothing else satisfies. Come back home, the Lord says. Come back home. Who satrakiska da valentrano? Elan shaklaronsh atratadila varu concha bradila. Sarale harada cole bridia. Endo Sarah Abide in me. Abide in me. If we are going to experience the greater glory promised in twenty twenty-three Abiding must be our obsession. Abiding must be our goal. And all that glory of the Lord shall overshadow thee. Yes. Kon sharade igano safare Clouds of his light will a light upon you. of But abide. Leave in his presence. Live in his word. Hallelujah. God bless you. Good night.